Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Four Persons Podcast. To learn more about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog at thefourpersons.net. To call into today's show, the number is 515 602 9655. That number again is 515 602 9655. impromptu show together because we just got a lot of things that we want to, a lot of loose ends we want to tie up, things that have been going on, uh, things that are in the works. Uh, It's a real exciting time to be at the four persons. Let me bring on my co-host tonight, one of the very first persons that I brought on board here at the four persons Lewis, when I came to you with my vision, oh, about four months ago, three and a half months ago, um, I told you how fast, realistically, I thought this thing could come together. I told you it was going to take a lot of work, but uh, I had realistic expectations. Lewis, are are you pleased with how fast things have come together, or has it I am extremely pleased. It's extremely pleased. Yes, and I mean, we're slowly, not even slowly, but quickly approaching a thousand viewers. Not even a thousand viewers, a thousand members on our page. And we only started, like like you said, three and a half, three and a half months ago. So that is rapid growth. And, you know, the more, you know, people we have in our page, the more members, per se, we have in our page, the more it grows. That's just um, the thing about it. And he's referring um, to our official Facebook, uh, uh, the four persons Facebook page, which, like like he said, is is all, it's just teetering on 600 members now, which is just phenomenal. Our, our Twitter is exploding, our listens on the Blog Talk Radio Show are exploding, our numbers on the blog are way up. I, I mean, we're just exploding everywhere. And it's not sitting very well with the with the group that I used to belong to. Um, you know, we're beating them so badly. If it, if it was a fight, the referees would stop it. They would stop the fight. We're beating them so badly. It's it's actually humiliating how badly we're beating them. When you look at the fact that 
they've been doing this for 14 years, but it just goes to prove that they're nothing without me. They've done nothing since I left there. The only success they had, do you realize they haven't had added a new member in like nine years? It's only when I was, yeah, it's only when I was the leader there that they were experiencing any kind of growth, any kind of of, uh, creativity, any kind of expansion. And, And this ain't about me. This ain't about how good I am. That's not the argument I'm making. It's about how inept they are. They have no idea how to grow a blog. They have no idea how to reach a wider audience. And they have no idea what the Catholic faith is about. They're all over the map. They believe in all this. As as soon as I had to take a hiatus from that from that group for a while, and as soon as I did, they brought in these crazy people. They brought in uh, Jake Davies, who, who claimed to be a personal president of President Trump and was actually claiming that President Trump was listening to their shows. And they were buying this. They were believing this. They they brought in another woman, a, a woman who claimed that she was getting divine poetry dictated to her by God. Okay, now she was a nice lady, but come on, <laughs> they're broadcasting this on their radio show like it's real. This is the level of of, of people that we were dealing with, and then they bring on this. Marian guy, so-called expert on Marian apparitions, who claims that the Virgin Mary is documented to have appeared some 2,700 times, and is promoting, openly promoting at least 12 formally condemned Marian apparitions. So, is, is it any any of this surprise you that they're just absolutely plummeting? In fact, they have fallen out of the top 25. Their highest-ranked show has fallen out of the top 25 now. They haven't had a top 15 show all year. In 2023, they have not placed a single show in the top 15. We've placed six in the top 15, and we've been in business three and a half months. And we've placed six shows in the top 15 already. Um, and there are million shows, which is what they're supposedly the most proud of, they haven't placed any of those Marian shows in the top 100 all year. Not one of them, top 100. And they've been going for 14 years, almost 2,600 shows. Their listens are, if you watch, their listen numbers are, are barely moving at all. It's like the only ones that are listening to their shows are them and us and only us when we need you know comedy relief it's it's absolutely incredible that's what happens and, uh, when you stop going by you know what the catholic church teaches and when you just start inventing your own thing because that's what the root of the problem is it is the root of their problem that's why we're currently ranked in the top 10 and they're not and you hit the nail on the head that they have absolutely repudiated what the Catholic Church said. Now, do you remember the other day when we were on with uh, Jack Gist, Catholicism Rock Show? Yes. So he talked about confirmation bias. And it's it's a logical fallacy when you say that X is true because, you know, I found somebody else that believes it. it. It's just, it's an absurd argument. And they were trying to make the confirmation bias argument about John Paul II, 
And they were trying to say that John Paul II secretly supported Medjugorje, even though all the information of the, his entire papacy, for 22 years that Medjugorje was going on during his papacy, there's not one scrap of evidence that he ever spoke of Medjugorje. Do you know in his entire papacy, he never visited Medjugorje once? And no, one time, and one time he was within 25 miles of Medjugorje and still didn't go there. Uh, and yet this one Pavel Hanukkah claimed that he had a private conversation with John Paul II in which John Paul II claimed support for Medjugorje. And the Vatican publicly stated that Bishop Hanukkah's words were false, that it never happened. The Vatican has refuted him as false. So this guy has chosen to believe this this dissonant bishop over the Vatican. Bishop Hanukkah was a central central figure in trying to promote the condemned apparitions of Our Lady of All Nations, which the Vatican publicly stated, publicly ordered people not to promote Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of All Nations. There's there's an article in the Catholic News Agency saying this, and of course this group they did exactly that. They promoted Our Lady under the title Our Lady of All Nations. Well, you know what, Lewis, that's heresy. <laughs> that's formal heresy. That is, you're giving you're giving a fake appearance to the Virgin Mary appearance. Now, for the listeners, um, maybe for the Protestants, we're not denying that the appearances of Mary are real. Hmm. We're just saying that um, there are sometimes Catholics or, you know, even non-Catholics can fake appearances or promote fake appearances. But it doesn't change that there are real appearances, just like how, you know, anything other, anything else, like, you know, there are Christians that um, fake miracles that happen with Christ. But it doesn't change. Um, it doesn't change that there are real miracles. You know, that revolve around Christ. So right. please, I don't want any Protestants in in our chat or anything saying, "Oh, so the fact that you guys say that there are Catholics that fake miracles of the Marian means that they're all fake." No, that is a fallacy because you can make the same argument with all the Christ-centered miracles too. Right, right. So on uh, continuing with Bishop Hanukkah. Um, He was actually found guilty in the Vatican banking scandal and sentenced to three years in prison. And the sentence was later overturned on a technicality. And he was also an associate, Father Joseph Zavko, who was one of the Medjugorje priests who was disgraced. So let me read to you about... uh, you know, you, you've heard the, the talk about the so-called good fruits of Medjugorje, right? Well, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me read you the so-called good fruits of Medjugorje. Father Vlasic, who was the spiritual director to the visionaries, was defrocked and then excommunicated. Among the serious charges were violations of the Sixth Commandment, which are sexual sins, and his sexual deviancy came to be known to then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. That's the Pope, the successor to John Paul II. While he was Cardinal Ratzinger, forced him to leave Medjugorje for sexual sins. And listen to this, for the conjuring up of evil spirits. This former priest, who was the spiritual director to the so-called visionaries, 
is now a full-fledged promoter of the occult and New Age and a promoter of U.S. UFO conspiracy theories. This is what they're defending, Lewis. Rossick's fellow Franciscans, Fathers Vega and Prasini, led a mob to evict the clergy from a Mozart church. The Bishop, uh, Bishop Zanuck suspended them. Sounds real nice, right? Let me continue. No, it does The so-called gospel told the seers that the bishop was to blame and that the dissident priests were to ignore the bishop's directive. Now, does that sound like something, that kind of naked disobedience to the bishop, does that sound like something the real Virgin Mary would be a part of? No, it wouldn't at all. Not in a million years, right? Not in a million years. In fact, it's blasphemy to even suggest it. Over the next few months, the devil with the blue dress on said the priests should stay in the diocese and continue to hear confessions and give communion. Lewis, they've been stripped of their priestly faculties. And the so-called woman of Medjugorje was saying they should continue to hear confessions and celebrate Mass. Again, blasphemy. This is blasphemy against Our Lady. Do you agree? I fully agree. The so-called demon of Medjugorje, the Gospel, then said the bishop, who is now the bishop, Bishop Zanich, had visited multiple Marian sites around the world, including Lourdes and Fatima and, and Syracuse. He was a devoutly Marian priest. The so-called Gospel said the bishop had no love of God in his heart. And the demon continued to claim that the defrocked priest had no faults. Father Vega's faultlessness took a bit of a hit when he, like Blasek, was defrocked for sexual indiscretion. Lewis, he impregnated a nun. That's who, who, who does that sound like to you? Martin Luther? That's the, Martin Luther. Yeah. And even even Martin Luther, from what I've heard, didn't have a good happy ending with the nun that he impregnated, and it didn't surprise me. Right. Their Francisco brother and central Medjugorje figure, Father Joseph Zopko. Now, this is the one who was the the associate of the of the bishop that we were just talking about. He would listen to this one. He was defrocked for insubordination and molesting the Medjugorje pilgrims. And and the bishop Hanukkah was an associate of his. This is the this is the, this is the type of priests and bishops who were defending Medjugorje. They were molesting the pilgrims. Lewis, That's how horrific evil. is that? That's evil. They're the infiltrators. Yeah. Later, the Franciscans were involved in a kidnapping of Bishop Perak. And the uh, the authorities had to rescue Bishop Perrick from his abductors. This is the good fruits of Medjugorje. <laughs> good grief. All right, folks, let's cut They're to not- the chase. I'm going to cut to the chase right here. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. They're not good fruits. They're, they show that it's bad fruits. I, I, I'm glad you said that because... The people who make the good fruits argument talk about the conversions and all the masses. This is the good fruits of Medjugorje. Jesus said a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. 
you look at the passage, he says, judge them by their fruits. He's talking about people, not about events. Judge them yeah. by their fruits, for a good tree cannot produce wicked fruit. Well, hey, they're, they're, them trees around Medjugorje are producing some rotten fruit, let me tell you. Let's cut to the chase. All right? This guy, this blog that I used to belong to, keeps claiming that Medjugorje is not condemned. In fact, they've even gone so far as to say that it is approved, that the Rooney Commission report, which is a non-binding report that was basically laughed at by the Pope and the CD, CDF. This is from Catholic Answers. Would you consider Catholic Answers to be a reputable Catholic site? Yes, I do. Um So reading from Catholic Answers, in June of 1981, the Blessed Mother reportedly began appearing regularly to several children in the town of Medjugorje, which is located in the Diocese of Mostar Dubno, then part of Yugoslavia. The diocese is now part of the nation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. In 1985, Mostar Dubno's bishop, Pavio Zanik, determined that the apparitions were not authentic not of supernatural origin. In 1991, the Bishops' Conference of Yugoslavia ruled that the supernatural character of the reported apparitions could not be affirmed. Bishop Zanic maintained his position until his retirement in July of 1993. Oh, we have a caller. Now, let me take this caller real quick. Uh, he just hung up. Uh, Duck Northwest Media, I was just about to take your call, but you hung up. So if you call back in, I'll take your call. Okay. Bishop Zanish maintained his position until his retirement in July 1993 when he was succeeded by Bishop Rotko Perik. And throughout his tenure, tenure in Mostar, which lasted until July of 2020, Bishop Perik consistently reaffirmed the decision of his predecessor. Bishop Pero Palik is the current bishop of Mostar Dabno. He succeeded Bishop Perik, and he has not overturned his predecessor's decisions. In fact, he has publicly stated he agrees with them, that the Virgin Mother has never appeared in Medjugorje. Now listen to this. The Holy See, consistent with the rulings of the local bishops, has allowed pilgrimages to Medjugorje, provided that they don't present the reported apparitions as approved by the church, and has forbidden the faithful from participating in events, in events where the reported seers present their reported apparitions as of supernatural origin. Uh, Lewis? It seems to me the only thing you could put at the end of that is a period, right? Yeah, like we agree, Catholic Answers is a reputable source. It, it pretty much blows it up in the face. Um, uh, the appearances of Medjugorje. Okay, so now I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna put a dot at exclamation point at the end of this. Okay, so they attempted to make, as Jack pointed out, the. Uh, uh, confirma confirmation bias um, fallacy. And they did so falsely by attributing two supporters of Medjugorje that were in fact actually not supporters of Medjugorje. But I'm going to help them with their argument. 
even though the confirmation bias fallacy is false, I'm going to help them. And here's how I'm going to help them. So when I ask you to name me a priest who is a supporter of Medjugorje, is there a name that comes to mind? Mm. What is the what is the name that comes to mind? I'm I'm not too familiar. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Have you ever heard the expression the exception that proves the rule? I have, yes. Okay. So if you ask me for a priest that's against Medjugorje, I, I could name at least fifty right off the top of my head. Father Shannon Collins, Father Mitch Pacwa. I mean, just right on down the line. I could name, you know, any number of priests that are against Medjugorje that don't believe in Medjugorje. You ask them to name a priest that's in favor of Medjugorje, and they almost always give you the same name, the same one priest. Well, he's the exception that proves the rule. Because if you can only give me one name, then there's only one priest in America, if not the world, that supports Medjugorje. Okay? And that's Father Don Calloway. And he's the writer of the Consecration to St. Joseph. Now, I don't take anything away from Father Calloway. I believe that he had a sincere conversion from a life of sin to a, to a, a life of faith. Uh, I bless him for that. I'm thankful for that. And I don't have any doubt that he's a sincere and holy man. Okay. And he believes on an anecdotal level that Medjugorje had something to do with his conversion. Now, saying all that, Lewis, does it prove that it's true? No, it doesn't. Okay, so I want to play you a clip. This is from a pro-Medjugorje website called Medjugorje Queen of Peace YouTube page. And this clip is very, very interesting. Because what they say here, before they start playing Father Calloway's testimony, I'm going to play you the clip because you're going to think that what they say here is just incredible. The arrogance and gall of what they say here, just listen for yourself. Well, listen to Father Calloway give his personal testimony testimony. about how how uh, Satan was defeated in his life. Right after he filmed his testimony, I asked him, have you ever given this testimony before? <clears throat> he said, well, one chapter in Jeff Cavan's book was on me, but I wasn't allowed to mention the word Medjugorje. And then later, Father Calloway was asked to give his testimony on EWTN, his personal testimony of conversion, which he did, but he wasn't allowed to mention the word Medjugorje. I talked to him on the phone right after that, and he felt terrible about it. Well, tonight, today, he's going to be able to tell everything and t- tell the truth about how he was saved through our latest apparitions in Medjugorje. The unmitigated gall of these people. May God have mercy on their souls. So the Catholic Church rightly said, That if you're going to speak, if you're going to be interviewed for a Catholic apologist book, a book that will receive the imprimatur and the Neil Obstat, don't bring up Medjugorje. If you're going to go on EWTN, an organization that speaks for the official Catholic Church, don't talk about Medjugorje. If you go to Father Calloway's website today, Lewis, there is nothing on there about Medjugorje. 
Nothing. Okay. Exactly. So it's been made it's been made very very clear to Father Callaway that okay, if you want to believe privately that Medjugorje is true, well, we you know we can't stop you, but don't promote it. Do not promote it because it's false and it's been condemned by the Catholic Church. And God bless him. I'll give favor um, give credit to Father Callaway. He has been faithful to those orders. Much as it, he doesn't like it, he's had to be obedient to those orders. Why? Medjugorje is false. Period. It's just false. Okay? But can you believe the gall of this person to say, well, EWTN shut him up, and Jeff Caven's Catholic Apologies shut him up, but today he gets to tell the truth. Did, the truth am, am basically saying the church is lying. They, they basically said the church and EWTN and Jeff Cavins are liars and that uh, they're going to tell the truth today, that Medjugorje is true and the Catholic Church are liars. Would Our Lady, would Our Lady stand behind that kind of blatant disobedience of our church? No, she would not. No, absolutely not. So I can say unequivocally that Medjugorje is not only false, it's demonic, absolutely demonic. So, having said that, we're now going to move on. Lewis, we got some exciting things going on at this at this channel. In in fact, things things are almost moving so fast we we almost can't keep up with them. I mean, of everything that's going on right now, give me your two or three things that you're particularly that you're most happy about. Well, like I said, I'm happy about the rapid growth. It seems the more we grow, the easier it is to get more people to join. Um, I'm very happy about us basically becoming one of the biggest Catholic apologists, you know, pages on, on Facebook and hopefully just all over the Internet. I'm also happy on how actually we're getting the gospel out to the people. Um, I'm also happy about... Jeez, how we're facilitating all of that. Um, you know what, of, I'm, uh, what I'm happiest about? What is it? I'm happiest about the fact that all of the members of the four persons have come together like a family. Each one of us offers our own vantage point, our own little way of, of seeing these things. We've really come together as a family. We're really united. Um, so it's it's been no secret that this person attempted to target uh the four person members William Hemsworth, uh, who was a former member of Deeper Truth, Michael C. Banco, who was a former member of Deeper Truth, Terry Delp, who is a former member of Deeper Truth. Uh he's also attempted to target uh Luke Haskell, uh Cherry Mallorca. All of these people and tried to turn them against the four persons, basically trying to turn them against me. Well, Lewis, there's two things I want to say about that. First of all, he never got the point. I told you from the persons was never going to be about me, that it was always going to be about the greater mission. It was always going to be about God, and that if it ever got to be about me, that I expected you guys to leave. 
I, I don't want my ego to get in the way of the mission. So I want to ask you from the heart, Lewis, have I kept my word? You have fully kept your word. It's always been about Christ. So going to the second part, uh, what chance do you think this guy has of pulling any of us, uh, any of the members of the four persons away over to his side? I think he's got about a snowball's chance in hell. What do you think? Zero percent. I think we should also pray for him to put his pride down and just accept the, the official doctrines of the church. Because what he's doing is very, very Protestant behavior, denying what God's church has to create for his own, you know, subjective interpretation and leaving people into confusion because of it. Right. Because of his own emotional need is basically what it is. And and I agree with you. And I want to echo that to everyone listening. Please pray for this guy. Please please do that. Please pray for him because he's had he's two Catholic. strokes. He's had two strokes already, Lewis. The next one might kill him. And um, yeah, we don't want that. Cr- we want no. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hoping for that. I'm saying that that's a realistic possibility. And and right now his soul is in a state of mortal sin, because he engages every single day in heresy, in blasphemy, in slander, in false witness, um, and uh, unforgiveness, and 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 a lack of charity. He's really in a dark place. Really sad. So I want to move on fully from that, and I want to talk about some of the things that we have going on here. First of all, Fred Boley has had to take a little bit of a hiatus from his show, and and he's been communicating with me. It's just his his workload at work has gotten crazy, overwhelming, but he's – Fred Boley, Dr. Fred Boley, the uncounseling show. Uh, I'll pray for him too. Um, yeah, but he's but he's told me he'll be back. He's told me he's coming back. That right now he's just a little bit overwhelmed, and he just had to take a little bit of a break. Other than that, every show that we have is just taking off. It's just taking. I couldn't be happier with the success of Richard Pettis's show and William Hemsworth and Ken Litchfield and 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 Luke Haskell. And oh, by the way, I may need you to fill in for me next Friday on Luke Haskell's show. We may need a. Uh, we may need a step-in host. Could you do that if you have to? I can certainly do that. And you're talking about this coming Friday? Yeah, this coming Friday, yes. I can so certainly I've, do that. I've asked Terry Delp to do it. And if Terry Delp cannot do it, then, then I'll let you know. And I'll send you the instructions on how to run the switchboard and, and all that so that he can do that. But all of our shows are just taking off. And we got some really exciting stuff going on. First of all, Lewis, you can't help but be impressed at the way that Deborah Ojas has come into her own. Have you listened to her shows? I mean, she has really found her voice, hasn't she? She definitely has. She's good at communicating the Catholic doctrine. And, um, that's all and I she can brings really on say. great guests. And she brings on great guests, and, and she asks the right question. You know what's really impressed me is her pacing, the way that she paces the questions, the way that she she does it like like she's a seasoned pro that's been doing this for years. Um, I mean, and let's go right on down the line. William Hemsworth did a program yesterday on uh, did a first program yesterday on the start of the Roman Canon, the Eucharistic Prayer Number One. I mean, just really 
meat and potato stuff going into the history of it and uh and and then Ken Litchfield uh Ken Litchfield did a great program on some of the Marian doctrines and not to be outdone Luke Haskell came on and took it to the next level. I mean and and Luke has been doing great programs about you know the sacraments and 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 confession and the Eucharist and and Mary and and Ken has been doing great programs about the history of the Bible and and of course Terry Delp with his taking it to the streets program and how he's gotten the prison prison fellowship and, and involved and how we're actually going to do a live broadcast from the March for Life and he's gotten Deacon Haynes involved and Catholicism rocks and then programs like this I mean it's just and, and then the great articles that are being written on the blog and and I and I have to say that you've really found your voice too I mean at first you seemed a little bit nervous you you were constantly you know kind of stepping on yourself with uh you know when you when you didn't know when to jump in when to interject and everything we did a show the other day on Catholic books, and I just thought that was a terrific show. What do you think? It was an amazing show. Um, it was a really good way for us to experience to get it out there, how a Catholic can become an apologist. Um, so then you, we you talked about how we've got almost 600 members on the Facebook group. The Twitter is exploding. Um you know, the only thing that really hasn't really, really taken off is the YouTube, and that's only because we just haven't had the time to put into it yet because so many other things are, have been going on. But we're going to make that time. We're going to invest some time in the, in the YouTube because it, it is important. So I just want you to know Tuesday we're going to do a simulcast, and it's a simulcast about the demonic overtones of Medjugorje. And it's going to be on YouTube and on Blog Talk Radio at the same time with David Ross of the CBS podcast. Uh, so I'm going to be on video and audio at the same time. And I may want you on the audio end of it running the switchboard in case we get any callers or anything like that. You could feel those callers. Do you have any, any problems with that? I can do that. Okay. Uh, we had we had a great interview uh, a couple of weeks ago with Avelina Balestri on uh, Catholicism Rocks. We've had a great interview with with uh, Kevin Simmons, uh, who is the uh, Marian apparitions expert. Uh, we have uh, we're going to have be having on um, uh, Dominic Cajessa again. Yeah, that was a fantastic interview about his book. Of the, uh, did you hear that interview? Not yet. Okay, go back and listen to that. It's a fascinating interview about Mary's apparitions, foreshadowed in the Old Testament, and he, and he shows about you know the approved apparitions, of course, uh, of uh, Lords Fatima, Guadalupe, La Salette, uh, Miraculous Medal, Pontmain. Um, the foreshadowing of Marian's appearances, like for example, when she said, uh, "My soul magnifies in Christ the Lord. I am the handmaid of the Lord, and all generations shall call me blessed." Well, no, actually, actually, no, because what you're quoting from is the New Testament. He's actually talking yeah, about. 
He's talking about no, foreshadowings from the Old Testament that point towards Mary and apparition. Uh, can I give you one example? And, and I Please. found this one by, by myself before I even found this, uh, before I even uh, talked to him. Um, after Elijah's famous battle with the priest of Baal, when he handed on his ministry to Elisha, his successor, and then rode the famous chariot into the sky, do you remember what the last thing that he passed on to Elisha was? Please remind me. It's a garment that fit over, over his shoulders, okay, that fit over top of his shoulders. It was a garment, a sacred garment that fit over his shoulders, and he passed it on to Elisha. Now, do you know where that took place? Um, I believe it's it is real, correct? Yeah, but it's the place that's foreshadowed in the book of Revelation, referred to as Armageddon. And Armageddon actually is a place, and it means Mount of Megiddo. And it is the mountain that's over top of the plains of Megiddo. And you know what the name of that mountain is? What is it? Mount Carmel. So Elijah here oh. is placing the garment that fit over his shoulders at the foot of Mount Carmel. Well, what does that sound like to you? How about the brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Exactly. Pretty, pretty unbelievable stuff, right? So it's not unbelievable. It's, it's predestined. Yep. So we're going to have Dominic Cagesso back on the show. And we have some other shows that we're uh, – we have a great guest that's coming on on the 17th. But I don't want to uh, – it's already set up, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. I'm not going to announce the guest yet, but it's not pending. It's It's set. Uh, and then we have a whole bunch of other shows that are pending that are in the works on uh, just a whole range of subjects. You can't help but be excited about where we're at. And uh, excuse me, just no comparison between this and, and where I came from. We are head and shoulders above them. And we got our letter from the IRS let me read this. This is an official communication from the IRS that I got in the mail. Uh, we're pleased to tell you that we determined you're exempt from federal income tax under International uh, Internal Revenue Code IRC Section 501c3. Donors can, can conduct contributions they made to you under IRC Section 170. You're also required to receive tax-deductible bequests, devices, Transfers or gifts under Section 205 or 2055, 2106, or 2522. This means we can now seek the help of Catholic organizations and ask them for grants, ask them for donations, ask them for loans in order to grow this apostolate to uh, the new level. And we've already run into some people that are going to try and help us with that effort. Our dream of That's making this a full-time apostolate is doable, Lewis. It's doable. Pardon me. Pardon Go me. ahead. Um, just give me a second. My mom is calling me, but I'm still okay. here. Okay. So, folks, just uh, great things are happening here at the Four Persons.
don't listen to the detractors. The truth is they're, they're out of their minds. They have no grasp of the truth. They have no desire to know the truth. They're filled with nothing but childish tantrums and rage and, and self-imposed ignorance. Don't listen to them. Tune them out. Everybody else has tuned them out. They can't add anybody. They're not adding new members. They haven't added any new members in a decade. Uh, in fact, we have more members than they have listeners. So the things that they're posting on us, trying to get under our skin, don't let them. They're not worth listening to. It's just the devil trying to poke us. Um, you know, they are completely under the spell of Satan, their daddy. And that's just, it's sad. It's really pathetic, but it's the absolute truth. And uh, they're not going to hold us back. We've already left them in the dust, and we're going to new heights. The four persons is going to be a full-time apostolate. We will get there. That is the goal. I ask you to pray for us, and I ask you to pray for them. I do. I want you to pray for them. Lewis is absolutely right. Pray for them that God will wipe the scales from their eyes and and cure the bitterness of their hearts and um, and help them grow up. I mean, that's really what needs to be done. So while I'm waiting for Lewis to come back, I, uh, I'm going to play a song that's just the anthem for this moment. The official theme song of the four persons recorded for us by none other than uh, – Lisa Marie Nicole, Lisa Marie Nicole recorded this for us. It is our official theme of the four persons, and we'll be right back in a minute. Do it, 
Lewis, you got to admit, that's a great, great song, isn't it? It's a beautiful song. So Hello? Yeah, I hear you. Um, so this all, I just wanted to kind of go over some of the stuff. We've got a lot of great shows um, going on. Folks, continue to support us. If you know anybody who'd like to advertise on our shows or contribute to our shows or contribute content, please reach out to us at email at thefourpersons.com. And, uh, Lewis, I, I want you to end this uh, kind of abbreviated show with a prayer, if you would. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, thank you for allowing us to continue to keep the focus on you and to never fail you in doing that and to always correct us if we ever do fail you. And let us have a, a humble, humble, um, humble, open hearts to your correction always. Let us be always humble to always pray for our enemies and those who are trying to do us harm. For all the Protestants out there that don't know Scripture, that don't truly understand Scripture and don't value the meaning of church history and all the fathers that were trained by your apostles. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, please correct also any confused Catholics that are disobeying the church. Um, We pray for... uh, the confused Catholic that was supporting the Magigoria movement, for him to come back to you and to the accurate teachings of the church. We pray for, for mercy and for clarity always, and to always do your will. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. And we should be back tomorrow. I haven't talked to her, but I would assume that tomorrow is going to be Deb Rojas and the Tangled Knot. On Tuesday, I'm going to be on a simulcast with uh, David Ross of the CBS podcast. On Wednesday, uh, I will be back with Jack Gist of Catholicism Rocks, and I've been trying to reach him, but I haven't been able to reach him yet. But I think we're going to do a program on fallacious arguments and the importance of logic in debate. That's a subject I think we're going to have to tackle, which, Lewis, you agree that's a very important ta- uh, topic, right? I fully agree. On Thursday, we'll be back at 6.30 with Terry Delp and the Taken to the Streets program, and we should have Deacon Dennis Hayes on that program. We'll be talking about things that are going on with their ministry, very important. Friday morning, uh, return of the Ken Litchfield show, and he'll be continuing with his uh, teachings on Mary, as will Friday night with Luke Haskell, that we will have a substitute host with Luke Haskell. I'm not able to host that show with him, but somebody else will. And then on Saturday at 12 o'clock, we have part two of the Eucharistic canon, the Roman canon, Eucharistic prayer number one with um, William Hemsworth, the Burnt Toast and Coffee program. And we got other stuff planned ahead of time, but that's as far as I'm going to take it. What a lineup we got coming, right, Lewis? Yes. And we have a lot of spiritual growth ahead of us, too, and channel growth, and I'm very excited for that. Yep. It's uh, good things happening at the four persons. The real Catholic Defenders, the real deeper truth, the only legitimate Catholic network on Blog Talk Radio. 
and we're going to live up to the trust you've placed in us with uh, Fidelity. It's not about me. It's not about Lewis. It's not about any of the other members. It's about our Lord Jesus Christ and his holy church. God bless you, Lewis, and have a great night. You too, buddy.